Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from Melanie Beatty's The Language of Letting Go and the topic, Rejecting Shame. Shame can be a powerful force in our life. It is the trademark of dysfunctional families, the trademark. Yeah, I, I noticed like the more and more recovery I get, the more and more, you know, misplaced guilt and shame and shame and shame confused with vagueness and having to figure things out. Um, you know, it's a bitch. I mean, it also like leads to not asking for help. And I think one of the biggest things in, in recovery for me that's changed is willing to ask for and receive help and also realize that I'm someone who's capable of receiving help. Um, you know, I think shame is just like, if I'm a bad person, then I don't deserve, you know, to receive. Back to the reading. Authentic, legitimate guilt is the feeling or thought that we need, that we, what we did is not okay. You know, I, I think... Things that I made, you know, some mistakes in my 20s, you know, it's not like, you know, imperfect people, human beings do that, right? It indicates that our behavior needs to be corrected or altered or an amends needs to be made. Shame is an overwhelming negative sense that those who we are isn't okay. Shame is a no-win situation. We can change our behaviors, but we can't change who we are. Shame can propel us deeper into self-defeating and sometimes self-destructive behaviors. What are the things that can cause us to feel shame? We may feel ashamed when we have a problem or someone we love has a problem. Codependence. We may feel ashamed for making mistakes or for succeeding, definitely succeeding. We may feel ashamed about certain feelings or thoughts. We may feel ashamed when we have fun, feel good, or are vulnerable to show ourselves to others. Some of us feel ashamed just for being. Shame is a spell others put on us to control us, to keep us playing our part in dysfunctional systems. It is a spell many of us have learned to put on ourselves. Learning to reject shame can change the quality of our life. Yep. You know, especially if someone's triggering you, it's this, their shame. It's okay to be who we are. We are good enough. Our feelings are okay. Our past is okay. It's okay to have problems, make mistakes, and struggle to find our path. It's okay to be human and cherish our humanness. Accepting ourselves is the first step towards recovery. Letting go of shame about who we are is the next important step. Today, I will watch for signs that I've fallen into shame's trap. If I get hooked into shame, I will get myself out by accepting myself and affirming that it's okay to be who I am. The next reading also comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, and the, the topic is trusting our higher power made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. You know, I think of the Marion Williamson quote of, you know, our deepest fear is not being inadequate or just being powerful beyond measure. Um, I could bring it up, but uh, anyhow, um, and I realized that the shame, you know, that comes from, you know, the topic of the previous thing is just that shame of just being a better, better man, better person, having a better life than my dad. Back to the reading. So much, and so much resistance there. And, you know, when Stephen Covey talks about the war of, war of the art, and I just realized that this is, this is a daily thing. So much talk about higher power. God as we understand God. So much joy as we come to understand him. Spirituality and spiritual growth are the foundations of change. Recovery from codependency is not a do-it-yourself task. Is God a relentless taskmaster? No, it felt like, uh, you know, a couple people were. A hard Hearted, shaming wizard with tricks up the sleeve? Is God deaf? Uncaring? Haphazard? Unforgiving? No. 
A loving God, a caring God, that is the God of our recovery. No more pain than is necessary for usefulness, healing, and cleansing. As much goodness and joy as our heart can hold. As soon as our heart is healed, open and ready to receive God, proving, accepting, instantly forgiving. God has planned little gifts along the way to brighten our day, and sometimes big, delightful surprises, perfectly timed, perfect for us. A master artist. Yeah, God is the only creator. I'm just taking dictation. <laughs> God will weave all our joy, sadness, and experience to create a portrait of our life with depth, beauty, sensitivity, color, humor, and feeling. God as we understand him. A loving God the God of our recovery. Today, I will open myself to the care of a loving God, then I will let God show me love. And now we move to ACA Strengthening My Recovery. The topic, step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves can restore us to sanity. When we heard restore us to sanity, some of us tried to remember when we had ever even felt sane. Right. That's Tony A's point about clarity. You know, you're born in a dysfunctional family. You think that's the only family there is, and it's clearly wildly dysfunctional. And yet, that's familiar. May not be safe, but it's familiar. Back to the reading. We had lived obsessed with control, and we're addicted to our families of origin. Step two was a revelation when we realized how the dysfunction and insanity of our childhoods had affected us. Our inventories and step work guided us on the journey inward that would lead to our true selves. We saw that we needed to allow the long suppressed emotions and voices to surface. The voices came from our inner child. We learned that our insanity had kept us from paying attention, but we needed to hear our full story, so we began to listen. This helped us step out of our shaming shadows and into the light. We began to realize that our personal higher power had been there inside of us to guide us all along. We were finally learning to embrace our feelings and not cover them up with addictions. As we continued to recover, we realized that feeling sane meant taking care of ourselves, not just emotionally, but physically too. For some of us, this was a first, not just emotionally, but physically too. On this day, I will have faith in a power greater than myself, and if I have to think about the things, the miracles that have happened, there's got to be a power greater than myself, and it certainly wasn't the dad or the God of my choosing in childhood. God, what a gift. On this day, I will have faith in a power greater than myself. I will give myself permission to explore what that is for me, no matter what it looks like for others. And the final reading comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, the topic, identity. In childhood, our identity is formed by the reflection we see in the eyes of the people around us. Who are mirrors? were the terrible ones. Mom was great in a lot of ways. It was the people who told us in, in words and actions how unwanted, bothersome, or stupid we were. As if like the authority figures, the adults were more important. And that has, you know, really tied into not asking what I want, you know. We tried to do what they wanted, but it was usually never enough. Any approval we got was conditional and it evaporated if we let down our guard by not getting perfect grades, not taking care of our siblings the right way, we're not doing the home housework well enough. More interestingly, just not acting the way that they wanted to act. We didn't know who we really were because our identity was whatever they told us it was, right? I'm in my, my intellect, so I go more into that rather than the feelings and the emotions and the creativity, which is really who I am. What brings most of us to ACA is that we eventually get tired of trying. 
isolating and stuffing our feelings. This is where we learn to accept that our parents and families are never gonna be like the ones on television or down the street. And that like starts the grieving process. Instead of continuing to recreate the rejection and abandonment we received as children, we learn to love and affirm ourselves. Our sponsors and fellow travelers tell us to accept only what is good, and if it doesn't feel right, don't do it. We keep following these suggestions repeatedly until we notice that we are no longer who we were once told we had to be. We are strong and independent. On this day, I define who I am. I'm good, and I accept only what is good and healthy in my life. Wow. And that concludes today's really powerful readings of, for Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kawan Saluja reminding myself to pause because that's where God is, to feel my feelings, all of them, including anger and grief, and to love and approve of myself and trust that I can rely on myself.